For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last on the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Yeah, yeah. I treat you like a firework. Yeah, you're gonna... I set you on fire. Yeah. Well, you don't. All right, that's Marcus Parks. <laughs> I'm Ben Kissel. With us as always, we yeah. got this guy over here. Yeah, I'm Danny the Pyro. Yeah, I set your bush on fire, girl. Danny the Pyro. I've never had a date. You know, <laughs> no, you have. Kind of Why been... not, Danny? What's I mean, been holding you back? I don't know. I just thought that women would appreciate my passion. You know, I'm off the, the inner. I'm well, going to say flame inside of me, but mm-hmm. when you open up about how you just love to see the buildings go up in flames and how I just, you know, first right. opportunity I'll set a bush on fire, it's just hard to find that willing participant. It is. You know, women it's do like a man. It's hard to find my yin to my yang. Right, right. Women do like a man with passion, but like a passion for the arts or a passion for, uh, you know, fine cuisine. What are you talking about, like, setting fire to pictures? <laughs> Right, yeah, or steaks. You can't just set fire to a woman's bush hair and expect to get a date in this fucking... What am I supposed to do? It's my one skill. And everyone has to have something, you know? (laughs) And it's a great skill. I feel bad for the pyros out there that can't find love. I do too. Ladies, love a pyro. If you see a pyro, go give him a kiss today. It's National Pyro Appreciation Day. Every burning church is a poem to you. Every burning mailbox full of his shit. Is a poem to you. It's like a mix CD. Right, right. Very Date nice. Date a pyro. Save a church. I've That's heard what that. I like to say. Huh. Yeah. You know, well, I, I actually fuck the churches. No, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I even said that. Yeah, yeah. My blood just ran cold when I Uh-oh. said that. Uh-oh. No, Date a pyro. Save an orphanage. Yeah. Save orphanage. an orphanage. Better. Well, speaking of burning churches, fires, and flames, God knows burning churches... And fires and flames what? occur mostly during wartime. Sure, good yeah, segue. Yeah, yeah, good. Oh, I'm the king of the segue. <laughs> the king of the segue. Oh, yeah, because you don't walk anywhere. You just use That's your right. fucking segue. I'll, I'll lean forward when I want to go forward. Uh, we're, today we're going to discuss a very unique kind of serial killer. A serial killer that uh, they are under the radar because on the radar is a bunch of warships that are bombing, warplanes just bombing the shit out of your town. What? So what I'm telling you is, <laughs> again, this, I mean, you did one Serial killers, I'm doing good here. <laughs> serial killers during wartime. That's what we're discussing today. Under the radar, murder, murder, murder. And a lot of this serial is opportunity killers, killers, too. These are people that, you know, you take, there are thousands upon millions of casualties already happening, and you could just toss some on the fire there, like one of the... Uh, Theories behind the Zodiac Killer was that uh, there was a, he was a hitman who was killing other people dressed in a costume in order to cover the one hit that he was paid to do, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. 
It's yeah, it is extremely fun. And specifically, we're doing World War II killers here. And the, I think the interesting thing about serial killers is that these are where these were in places where there wasn't a whole lot of ground warfare going on. So God knows what actually happened out there in the countrysides of France and Germany. And oh, never places. mind, like Vietnam, Vietnam and fucking Afghanistan. I, mean, I still feel oh, like yeah. there's a lot of weird shit that happens that we just didn't uncover in our research. Yeah. Like, or just it was just, never reported. Well, with World War II, but I mean with uh, with Vietnam. Vietnam, I think it's fairly well known the tortures that uh, that yeah, everyone. How do you know was... that Private Milwaukee didn't frag his like his crew when they're all yeah. out in the jungles of Saigon, up to the knees in muck, fight for our goddamn well, freedom, Private... and they get back and we hand them a Pepsi Cola can and a slap on the back and say, "Thanks for serving your country, you legless old man." And <laughs> well, just, they like, were very rude to the Vietnam. I'm just saying the, the that Vietnam there's a lot of things vets. out there that make my blood boil. Why are you Vietnam vets did not get I'm the start free cola? This show called Blood Boiling with Henry Zabrowski. Blood Boiling, yeah. I do not sign off on this. No, it's me getting <laughs> stuff out of my out of stuff that makes my blood boil. Like you, you know when, when the not, tip of your shoelace falls off and you can't get it through the hole again. You're just not in good enough shape for it. <laughs> Can I just say that you can't oh, have a God. show called Blood Boiling because it's really a medical problem? Because my blood is. Boiling. It's too hot. Yeah, I it's can feel the blood. I, sometimes when I get mad, I feel my eyes get bigger. Are you can, and I can see them get bigger. <laughs> Bloodshot. Very yeah. scary. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um, so there are two main. Guys <laughs> that wasn't that were, sincere. No, it was. Thank you for that. Blood boiling with Henry Zabrowski. Oh, everyone's gonna love it. Yeah, when the hot pocket's cold on the outside but burning hot on the middle. Hi, that gets makes my blood, blood boiling. <laughs> love this guy's show. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're going to cover two main guys. Do yeah. we want to start with uh, Gordon Cummings? We'll start with Gordon Cummings. Yeah. Gordon and there's Cummins. A, one more thing Cummins. I want to say before we get to as far as the rest of uh, the world goes in World War II, there were places like Russia. And I know Russia mm. is very reticent to report on crime, serial killers. That's why Andrei Chikatilo was able to operate for so and long. How many he killed? What, 42? 54. Yeah, 54. 54. He is, uh, as far as we know, he's, he's one of the top guys guys 54 mm-hmm. that they can prove yeah. he was able to operate for so long because the russians just didn't want to admit that there was a serial killer in their midst and they didn't want to tell people that all was not kosher in the yeah that they Russian, their socialist uh, yeah, police yeah. state yeah. didn't have everything under control yeah well you don't want people worried while they're in those bread lines you know yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they're yeah, already yeah. worried about enough stuff starvation overall like, like survival russia was full of butt slashers oh like, yeah, yeah. guys Constantly. is going you're waiting for toilet paper and he goes mm-hmm. eh, stay, 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 yeah, these two guys were the only documented ones that I could find, at least out there. I mean, there was as far as like World War Two goes, and even during World War One, I, I was only able to find uh, one guy, and he was just a bluebeard that took advantage of war widows. What's saying, a bluebeard? Bluebeard's uh, a guy who's yeah who sleeps with w- women who've lost their husbands for their money, gets all up in their shit, and makes them fall in love with them, and then murders them. Yeah, takes their money. Yeah, it's essentially making a, a brilliant woman, business model. It's making a woman fall in love with you, and yeah, and then you kill her after you gain control of her assets. That's when you murder her. I'm there was sorry a guy to all War the women I. that fell in love with me. Yeah, that's why you're so wealthy right now. We have to rush with today's <laughs> podcast because after today's show, uh, Henry, you're extremely busy. What are you doing? I'm, getting, I'm picking up a, I'm picking up a, a record receiver, a that's sound nice. receiver, and getting and, my pants hemmed. And you're gonna go get your pants hemmed? Yeah, because I have a 38 waist and a 27 inch inseam. Well, look at that. Look, look at the little Catholic Kennedy school boy. Tiny, yeah, I mommy, I must, get my, I must get my pants hemmed, mommy. 
I don't got anybody to do it for me. So I'm taking applications for ladies who want to come hem me pants. They don't. They don't uh, want to do come that. Come on, though. let's just. I'll pay you money. This is why you weren't able I'll to get any money to stay. <laughs> You're not falling in love with you, Henry. You're not going to get their assets. Just come and stay. Just, these old hallways of mine. Just mm. me and the spiders and the rats. That's what I live in in my old mansion on top of a hill. Well, you got to have something to eat. That's not bad. That's a good protein in a spider. Great protein. Solid protein. Our first, Let's do this. Let's yes, do this. Please. Our first guy today, Gordon Frederick Cummins. He Cummins. Was, Cummins. It's he was, how we'll clean up me Cummins. Ugh. He was known as the Blackout Killer uh, and the Blackout Ripper, which I think is a fucking great name for a serial killer. Yeah, Blackout Ripper's awesome. Yeah. Sounds like a band name. Yeah, the Blackout, Blackout Ripper. He was an English spree killer who murdered four women and attempted to kill two more in London in 1942. He did all of this during the London Blackouts. And if you don't know what the London Blackouts are, from 1940 to 1944, the whole of London was under a complete and total nighttime blackout in order to prevent the Luft. Waffe. The Luftwaffe. <laughs> the Luftwaffe. Well, they didn't you know, your, nice, grandma, beautiful your grandfather skin. used to shine the planes for him before they started flying over there, right? The Luftwaffe. Yeah. yeah that, that sounds nice. That would be the German Air Force. Oh, it just sounds like they're just like bombing them with a bunch of great loofahs and things like that. You come out with smooth <laughs> Yeah, that's skin. exactly what it was. That's why that they had the gigantic blackout. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's what your grandfather was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Are we bringing up my grandfather loofahs. again? Yeah, that's all he was doing. Yeah, he, was, he was under the he was sea like a little mermaid. that they were sending over to Poland and to, into London. At the my time. opa was like a little Sebastian down there playing with the crabs under the sea, singing what? songs, playing with Ursula. That doesn't make any that's sense. That's possible, though. <laughs> I had more of a Disney... Uh, Disney memory of my opa. The London blackouts, they were essentially to prevent the Luftwaffe from finding London and bombing certain targets during the German Blitz. Uh, so this guy, Gordon Cummins, he decided after two years in the blackout, we don't know why, but after two years in the blackout, he decided it was time to do some killing. And uh, some oh, like these are the people they killing. found, too. Yeah, and yeah. these are only yeah these are the people that they found. Maybe he was doing it beforehand. Maybe sure. he had more victims. They weren't able to really link him to anyone else. Uh, but in a period of six days, this guy killed four women, Attacked two others on the morning of Sunday, the 9th of February. The it body took him six days to do what Bundy did in 15 minutes. <laughs> Please, you lazy Brit. You're lazy. And every time he killed him, too, he was just like, stab, 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 play with the boobies, play with the boobies. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry. sorry. I've got sorry. to get my pants hemmed now. Very interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got to go to the crumpet store to test the stiffness of the crumpets. Oh, <laughs> oh that's good. God damn it, man. Get out of here. It's stiff enough. All right. <laughs> On Sunday, February 9th, the body of teacher Evelyn Hamilton, aged 40 or 42, was du- discovered in an air raid shelter. She had been strangled. There were no signs of sexual assault, and her body was not mutilated. The killer had either placed her in the shelter after death or launched his attack when he found himself alone with her right within there. its You'll walls. you be safe, so sorry again. See you soon. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheerio. And so this guy, I think, has one an honor of... Fastest escalation in serial killer history. Yeah, he okay. did like, yeah, he just did, it's like a time-lapse video of it, a serial killer's career. Yep, his next victim, Evelyn Oatley, the next day was found dead in her apartment in Soho. She had turned to prostitution and was using an assumed name, Nita Ward. Uh, the actual That's really pro- great prostitute name, too. Nita, Nita Ward? Ward? Yeah, that's amazing. Like, yeah. Hey, Nita, Nita Ward. And now we all have to be like, my name's Gump. Yep. <laughs> 
Pussy gum. Pussy gum. That sounds good. I'll take you. Yeah, you want a date because all all I got is farts for you, baby. That's, that's Come on okay. over here. I'm sorry. I got a fucking my fucking pussy's all closed up from being sick earlier today. <laughs> well, this is really so the only thing I got is the back. Come really on over here. Magnifying my intense loneliness here. I'm going to say yes, uh, Pussy Gump. Thank you. Um, well, the actual cause of death. I wish they could Nita- be more like Nita Ward. Remember them? Yeah, they were great. <laughs> Those nice British brass. Killed all of them. Ah, yeah. The actual cause of death of Nita Ward was strangulation, but her throat had been cut after the, after the actual death, and she was naked. Her body had been sexually mutilated with a can opener. He was like, oh, oh no, oh, there's no peaches in there. Oh, I better go back to my war rations. Oh, and no peaches in there. How will I make me crumpets? How will I make me Scottish pie? Oof. That's sad, though, yeah. Back to the dehydrated foods. Pokey, 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 pokey. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, this was not the crank can opener, by the way. This was the actual tin opener that had the triangular uh, point at the it's end. It's just a knife. It's, it's, a, just a, it's, it's a stabby it's a, it's a, thing. It's a stabby pin yeah. knife, and there's a lot that a man can do to some sexual organs with a can opener. You can do a lot of things or with dance. sexual organs with a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah, what's there's your favorite thing to do with them? I don't know. I like to treat them kindly. Yeah. You would just like, cuddle with the organs? Yeah, with just, you know, like a little bit of a, I don't know, like a like a feather. Like a little... Ding, 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 just play ding, with ding, a liver. Yeah, yeah, but, but you bit. can rub a bell on it. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> a lot of different things, weird things you could do to genitals that don't necessarily hurt them. Two yeah. things. You know, a feather two things. and a bell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dip I'd, them in some toothpaste. Well, that's just if you want to clean them. <laughs> wow. I'm so, I don't know. I don't know where that... I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, on the very uh. next day, Tuesday, the 11th of February, another prostitute, Margaret Florence Lowe, also known as Pearl, which is a classic Great prostitute, prostitute name. name. Great. Yeah. She was murdered in her apartment. She had been strangled with a silk stocking and mutilated with both a knife and a razor blade. The pathologist who found her, Bernard Spilsbury. Spilsbury. He's these British people. Oh, he's ridiculous. He he's, went over there twisting his baton around going like, hey, uh, something must be done here. Uh, uh, well, actually, what he said is that the injuries that she sustained were quite dreadful. Quite dreadful. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Uh, well, off I go. I've got to sport tea with Mary and Marjorie. And he Burping described the, the murderer as a savage sexual maniac. <laughs> That's great. This is how I used to describe myself in the old Oxford days. But I, well, now I'm just a constable serving the street. Well, well I'd better go and have a spot of stew over at O'Garnery's. <laughs> this is a pretty busy day. It's, kind of it's like my day. Yeah. So this is three, two days after uh, the first Evelyn was killed. This is and three he days after. Actually, uh, no, he did the one was just murdered. The second one was sexually assaulted. This was further sexually assaulted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kept going more and more. He <laughs> and he kept bringing more implements into it, and he was also experimenting. He was, as all serial killers do, he's experimenting. He's exploring. He's trying to find exactly what sort of killing he really enjoys. Mm-hmm. He definitely settled on sexually mutilation because it's also imagined like I imagine like a John Cleese in like Faulty Towers going like, oh no, oh the races, oh you know. It's like he's like dropping him in the toilet. Like, oh, 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 oh dear, oh dear. Oh, I, bet, I guess I'll use a plunger then. <laughs> I mean, you maybe do something with her butthole, uh, the plunger there. What if I just lick it? I uh, know, I kind of want to cut it. <laughs> yeah, I think cut it is probably better. After the person dies, there's a lot of material down there, material waste. 
On Wednesday, on the 12th of February, he murdered Doris Jolnette hmm. in a second floor ground or in a two room ground floor apartment that she shared with her husband. She was known to be in the habit of picking up servicemen. She was strangled with a scarf and her naked body was sexually mutilated. His thing was uh, it was strangulation, then sexual mutilation. And how would he sexually Same thing with uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah, it was yeah. the same thing. No, you just like, well, you, know, you kind of no wave necro- a fork at a vagina. You stick yeah. it, stick it, stick it, stick it. You probably like play with the belly button a little bit, going like, "I love you, I love yeah. you." And you're like, "Shut up, shut up, shut your fucking mouth." You're not my mother. You, you know, know you're not like my that. mother. You're yeah. not my. You can't tell me the rules. <laughs> yeah, 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 just saying stuff like that. You know, right, right, right. Put me under the staircase. Playing with her boobies a little bit, bite them. Right, you know, right, stab yeah. her, put a bunch of toothpicks in her face, be like, "Oh, look, it's acupuncture." That's kind of fun for the eyes, though. Yeah, lots of fun, lots of things you can do once somebody's dead. Vision. You know, it's hard to convince a girlfriend to do it. That's tough to be a doctor. It really is. Um, <laughs> but uh, this guy didn't have sex with the corpses, though. He he didn't dabble in the necrophilia, much no, like Bundy. It, no. it just says sexually mutilated. It mentions nothing about rape. And so, what are the? Uh, I mean, what what you just you just cut out the pussy? Is that what happens here? I mean, what, what are you talking about? No, you stab at it. You just stab at it yeah. with a knife. Yeah. I mean, an exactly. example of sexual mutilation would be Ted Bundy using the uh, hairspray can to jam, jam up that up woman. The, right, yeah. right, yeah. right, right. That's cutting right. nipples off and putting over your eyes, being like, I can't see, I can't see. You know? Yeah. 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 Something that, like that. Yeah, stuff like sexual that that would be sexual <laughs> mutilation. Absolutely, they I would go still say into... Ted Bundy jamming a hairspray can up a woman's pussy is not as bad as what Twisted Sister did with hairspray. I'm still just you gonna know, say the you '80s know, rock fucking phenomenon of, of hair rock of hair metal. No, hair metal was no. worse for hairspray than no, Ted Bundy. I'm saying it's, it it. it. it's an entertaining form of rock and roll. Yeah. It's just rock and roll. It's I, just them it's having not a good rock time. and roll. It's not sexually humiliating a dead woman. Well, you can't humiliate the dead. You can't. <laughs> you can't humiliate the dead. Moving. Let's keep moving. What? You know, let's, that's let's a controversial keep. stance. That's a real that's controversial stance. That's what we'll stance, say. We're going to say, you know, like we're going to call Hardline with Ben Kissel. It's going to be your new show. <laughs> yeah. Where you're going to take these opinions and do that on, on your new show. Yeah. Hardline. Push the envelope with Ben Kissel. Does a corpse feel sad? <laughs> let's watch Schindler's List together. It is if together. you cut a frown into it. Mm, you can do a bunch with it. Have you ever played with a Mr. Potato Head? Uh, now imagine it's a fucking dead dude. <laughs> on Thursday, Gordon rested. No oh, murders that day. Like God Jesus did. Like, it yeah. was just him sitting, just reading a newspaper, just been like, "Oh, the horses ran fast today." Hmm. <laughs> oh, my pecker's stiff. Oh, it's because I'm looking at these pictures of the dead woman I did in the newspaper. Evelyn, Evelyn, <laughs> Margaret, and Doris. <laughs> I just like the names that he killed. Evelyn, 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 Margaret, and Doris. You can add Greta to that list. Oh, and a for, Greta. For on Friday, uh, he attacked Greta in an alleyway, did not kill her because a delivery boy heard the scuffling. Hey, old baby, what are you doing there? Uh, oh, well, i got to get all these tea packets back in delivery. Get out of here! <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with 
horse picks. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Ah, Jules. Oh, Jules. Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler, Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy to have it, and she loved it, and she wore it when we went on vacation, and my own, did everybody come around being like, where'd you get that piece, you beautiful woman? And I was like, stop talking to my wife. She's spoken for, you can see it with the Blue Nile bling she's got on her. Right now, get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Cummins ran off, but he left. (laughs) 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 And this does kind of put this kind of does play into your bungling serial killer theory because he left behind his Royal Air Force issue gas mask. The Mm. container was marked five, two, five, nine, eight, seven. It was easily traced and linked back to Cummins. However, the police were still under this investigation when one hour later, Cummins attacked another woman. And I want to bring in an actual British person to tell us the story 
of what happened next. Ooh. I love their accents. Yes, oh, they're fun. And this is one of my favorites. His uniform belt he left in the flat of another prostitute an hour or so later. He picked her up in Regent Street, just around the corner from the unconscious body of Greta Hayward. They took a taxi back to the girl's flat in the Paddington area. It had been snowing and it was freezing. So she kept her boots on as she undressed in front of a tiny gas fire. It was just as well. A strange expression came over his face, said the streetwise girl. And he grabbed me round the neck and tried to strangle me. So I booted him in the shins and made him shout. He said no more, he put on his coat, gave me 15 quid and he went. But he left his tunic belt behind. He's dropping shit everywhere. Yeah, oh, oh I'm uh, sorry. Oh, again. Oh, um, wait. Oh, I can't believe belt? I left my belt. Oh, my pants will fall down. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Oh, my pants fall down. All the parliament's watching and going like, no, oh, indecent. <laughs> and that's where Benny Hill got all of his great comedic <laughs> ideas. <laughs> I'm sorry I caught you pussy. And then his pants fall down, and everybody laughs, and they love it, love it, love it. <laughs> yeah, prostitutes run by with big balloons in front of their chest. This is just a bad day for this guy, huh? He Real loses bad his day. gas mask, and now really, well, he's I mean, obviously he's new. Well, right, yes, he, and this is where his inexperience is really shown through here. You can't just jump into this shit. Yeah, it's not yeah. easy. You got to plan. Ted Bundy did dry runs for fucking months. Yeah, yeah I but mean, this is also how uh, one of the reasons why Ted Bundy. It was the same kind of pattern uh, because if you remember in Florida, he uh, that last woman that he attacked, he didn't kill her, so he didn't get the release that he actually needed. So he went to the next apartment. God. And he didn't actually kill her either. So this guy has somewhat of the same pattern as that. Tried killing the first one, didn't do it. Tried killing the second one, right. didn't do it. Uh, but I thought that was so weird. It's like, threw her 15 quid and then left. I, I mean, mean as, her, as far as a day of a prostitute goes during World War II. How often do you get choked as a prostitute? Yeah, I'm sure it happens. Often. Two times a day, some <laughs> dude goes like a funny look across, across his face and he goes like, I'm, I hate you, mom. I hate you, mom. And yeah. then he's like, so that'll be 50 bucks? Thank you again. Thank you. I'm yeah. um, sorry. You know, I just, you know, well, I'll see you. I'll see you. It's similar to when you go to Fat Sow, Fat Sow, which is a great meat store here in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. How is know? it similar to Fat Sow? <laughs> when you go there and then you demand all the food and you curse at the people. No, no, I sensibly order because if Fat Sow is one of those barbecue places where you order by the pound, and if you don't watch yourself properly, you'll spend $80 sitting by yourself. And it's not like I've done that. No, you haven't. But I've learned since then yes. what a human eats. <laughs> to me, it's more like you go to the burrito store and it's closed because the fucking health inspector is closed sure. because it's full of rats me yeah you're like but i liked it, it you know and then you oh i guess i have to go get a fucking pita across the street that's mm. what it's like oh that's God. sad yeah and that's what happened with this guy he had his beautiful rat burrito then he lost her then he went for the pita and he lost her as lost well her. so now, so now he's, he's extremely go... upset yeah and so was he wearing his gas mask to to hide his identity no he was just carrying it around maybe he had one of those fr- maybe it was dumb. one of those maybe yeah. it was one of those american fart prostitutes that you referenced earlier <laughs> and he just always wears a gas mask uh, they put on my gas mask because here comes farty lucy mm. <laughs> <laughs> she is a special prostitute. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, you ready to get the hot air balloon? That's what I call when I fucking staple a blanket over here and I'll stick my ass in it and I'll fart all up in your goddamn face. I'm sure there's a man. I news. can't wait to pay you money for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. My pussy's all full of raisins. Set down on a fucking box of raisins. Now my pussy's all full of them. So you can't use it closed for fucking business. Because of raisins? <laughs> Yeah, that's a strange reason to close your pussy for business. 
Well, they picked up Gordon two days later on Sunday, February 16th. His fingerprints, of course, matched the bloody can opener that they found. A search of his quarters oh, turned up. He also up. left the can opener. He yeah, left the he's can opener. Yeah, he's fucking guy one mess. I mean, yes, yeah, he's, he's a Mr. Bean over there. Yeah. He really was. Something happened to make this guy snap. There was some trigger. Or you're saying, yeah, that maybe, you know, he had a bad waitress. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Could just be. something happened. I mean, maybe that's what it was. He couldn't get his burrito, so he had to have a pita, so he flipped out. Yeah. Could be. Something made him flip out. Who knows? But they found in his quarters. They also found several items that belonged to his victims. He took trophies as well. He took a cigarette case belonging to one woman, took a fountain pen belonging to another. Uh, on June 25th, just a few months later, I the mean, blackout. Why did she have a fountain pen? Was she writing receipts? I mean, back this what? is back in the day. Everyone had fountain pens. Yeah, this is back Even in the day where, when people were literate. I felt like a I felt like a fountain pen was more like an iPhone five back in the day. If you had a fountain pen, no, no, pen, no. Now it's like an iPhone technology. Now it's now it's expensive. Then it was just pens. Yeah. Just pens. But prostitutes don't have iPhone 5s now. Well, actually, I can answer yeah, I that question. Do. Yes, they do. They do have. Prostitutes do, do have iPhones. Yes. Huh. Yeah. I can answer that question for you. The fountain pen was taken from Doris Jeanette. Remember, Doris's husband lived with her. He was a hotel manager. Oh. Yeah. He was fountain pens all over the place. Yeah. He was Full a man of, of business. Pens. So okay. he needed. Fa- yeah. There were plenty of fountain sure, pens around. Sure. Okay. On 25th of June, the Blackout Ripper was executed at London's Wandsworth Prison. And, poetically, an air raid was in progress over the city as he was led to the Uh, gallows. At Wandsworth Prison. Poor, poor... Gordon Cummins. Poor, poor Gordon Cummins. And he was yeah. executed by uh, that the famous London executioner, the longest-serving executioner that served up until, I think, like 1990. He yeah. was the hangman. He's a very interesting was guy. Albert wa- P- Pierpoint? Albert Pierpoint. Uh, Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah. We should do a show on that. We're definitely, like, we there's a, there's an executions episode that I've got work bubbling in my brain right now. We should it's bubbling up? Ooh. It's bubbling right <laughs> now. It's bubbling right now. We could do a whole episode. I'm getting just- jo- Gordon Cummins about that. Yeah. Just on, giddy, huh? Yeah, we could do it just on executioners. They're fascinating people. Yeah. Yeah. So now all right, we stick a perfect head in a block. Yeah, all right. It's hang him up. Yeah, you like you like it when you really sucked, eh, Mr. Cummins. <laughs> oh, yes I do, Mr. Executioner. Well you suck it for me. <laughs> that's very good. No, I'm very sending nice. you straight to L. It's British hell. Yeah, that's British hell. And uh, now that we're done with Britain, let's move on over to France for Marcel yes, Petrois. C'est la vie. This a- guy is amazing. A.K.A. the Butcher of Paris, the Scalper of Etroli, the Monster of Rulisseau, the Demonic Ogre, the Underground Assassin, the Werewolf of Paris, and of course, Doctor Satan. Satan. This guy has had. Uh, he's done every crime. Everything. It's this guy's He's amazing. amazing. Mark <laughs> is just. There needs to be. A, I cannot believe that there's not a movie about this guy. I think there's, there's a couple one, of movies about there's, him. Yeah, I think there was two movies about. Yeah, there's. Him. But movies, they didn't reference House books. of a Thousand Corpses. It had to be a nod to this guy when it reminds me when the bodies re- go down to Doctor Satan. He reminds me of like an H. H. Holmes, where it's like the same thing where people were like, "Oh, he's charming and cosmopolitan," but you yeah. asked him, he's going like, "Hey, come here, little girl," and <laughs> like crying. It's like, ah, oh, we yeah. love his energy. He's got the effervescent life force. Yeah. And he reminds you of uh, Ted Bundy in that he was into politics. He reminds you. He was elected. He reminds you He's of John Wayne mayor. Gacy in that he was a well-loved, well-respected member of the. I community. mean, I don't know. It seems, seems like he wasn't. He was just more like they were like, "Well, there's a guy you can go get free drugs from, and he's over there, and it's just him hanging out going." Well, like, no, hey, he come was on elected. Down. I, mean, during, I suck your feet. Uh, no, no, no. no. During the investigation into the murders that he committed, they interviewed two thousand former patients, and not a single one had a bad. Word to say about he's got him. the look, he's got the touch, and he's so, got the touch. so this guy, Albert 
X Factor. This so guy, let's go Marcel Pierpont, he killed. He was convicted of killing 23 people in his home in Paris during World War II. He is suspected of killing around 60. That's what they can link him to. Some estimates put it as high as 160. Well, yeah, because because he, he had a death factory. In his he house. had a death factory in his house. This guy, he was taking people during the uh, collaboration government in World War II in France. That's a that's a fun revisionist way to put it. The collaboration <laughs> government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Vichy government. They were a collaboration government that was installed after the Nazis marched into Paris, uh, and he was yeah, t- and trying beat them with a bunch of their own bread. Took bread out of their fucking stalls and just hit them in the head. And they're like, oh. oh, thank you, thank you. And they're just like, oh, yeah, a lot of Japanese over there. Huh? Oh, thank in you. <laughs> Yeah. And this guy had one hell of a scheme going. There were yes, a lot of people in this time that were trying to get out of uh, Nazi-occupied Paris. Uh, there were resistance people. There were criminals that were trying to get out, trying to escape the Gestapo. There were, of course, plenty of Jews trying to get out of there. Uh, and what this guy would do is that he would take them into his apartment. He would tell them, all right, we're going to send you to Argentina. It's going to be safe. Yeah, sit down. You- have a slice of bread. Yeah, have some <laughs> wine. Huh? Uh, you sit there. You like? You sort of sound like the guy from the uh, new Star Wars movie there. Yeah, the it's, you sound Anakin, more like Bazalba uh, or Babalza. 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 Yeah, Do I? One. Is yeah. he French? It's no, no. Oh. no. <laughs> That's no. a major problem. No. no, he's Middle Eastern without a doubt. Ah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, he's probably he sounds like Israeli Jewish, uh, but. And he's <laughs> French. What up? I mean, yeah. you know, we're all one people. So this guy, he would tell people, he sent them to Argentina through Portugal, but he told them, like, listen, Argentina has very strict rules about immigrants. You have to have Thai food and not. A typhoid. Thai food. Not, Thai you know, yeah, you, have you gotta to have, have their Thai food. It's you gotta delish. have Thai food. You gotta bring a pad Thai with you if you want to get in Argentina. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got to have the new dish, uh, my friend. All right. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to let that one happen yeah. anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't. Th- I think you need to. You need to retool. Yeah, let's go back to the my friend. I've had yeah. enough. Marcus is getting very upset, Henry. I'm not. I like it. I love what you're doing, but it's just Marcus. He's got the, he's got all the dials. So if we want to keep on doing the show, we got to make him happy. So he told them that he would have to give them typhoid inoculations, but really these shots were only filled with cyanide. Just cyanide. But can we go back real quick? To let's. Uh, we're gonna go back. We're yeah. gonna start with this guy's early life. Well, let's start when he was a child. This guy had. The uh, he had two out of the three on the serial killer triad. He tortured small animals to death constantly. He wet his bed. He wet his trousers with that, like I mean at the drop of a hat. I just how like every single person who'd ever met him in his whole life described him as a person with mental illness. They're all like, well, he's got a problem. Well, he's yeah. definitely got a problem. He yeah. definitely has a problem. Yeah, and yeah. they just bounced him from place to place to place. Yeah, right. he he propositioned a male classmate for sex. He was caught passing obscene photos to other students. This one I love. At age 11, he stole his father's revolver and fired it off in history class. That's great. <laughs> Another time, he staged a circus act at school, standing a friend against a door and throwing knives at yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, that kid didn't die. He was good Again, at throwing knives. They yeah. just had an old idea of, I refuse to believe that he was charming and sophisticated. I refuse to believe it. No, he what was do you mean? Dro- he was a drooling maniac. He was a maniac. He had it some just- PP in his pants, but no, he could throw a hell of a knife. He just was saying funny things because he was just like you know, like I'm not going to do the accent again. <laughs> no, no. Well, you have to figure out how to do it first. Yeah. Uh, that, 
baguette. I'm gonna get you get, some cheese. You put be some to do softness it. in it. You don't speak French. No, I don't speak the Romance languages. No, but he basically, he was just kind of funny because he was so off balance. He must have just been because he was a blithering. I mean, you can imagine how dark and twisted French comedy would be during this time. I mean, their entire time, their entire country is on the verge of war throughout his entire life. He just looked like a normal person. It's like Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was saying ludicrous things to people over and over the place, but it's like he's got a trustworthy face and Mm -hmm. he's got a charming way of saying it so it's like you kind of go along with it but he obviously was covered in dirt everywhere he was going you know (laughs) just like touching himself grabbing at people he was also uh like many serial killers he was a thief and when he would go would go to visit Mm -hmm. his brother uh his brother insisted on searching his pockets every time (laughs) like before he left he said all right marcel uh you know what time it is uh take them out Take yeah. them out. Take, take the, them out. Just give me the clock. I did not steal anything, brother. We never do such a thing. <laughs> okay, Just that's a, better. Yeah, right? better. Yeah, yeah. Not quite so grating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I imagine A little more sensitive them. to the human ear. Just yeah. like, checks his pockets all full of doorknobs from the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. It's like when he became a doctor, they put him in a hospital for kleptomania for like yes. two weeks, and then yeah. he was fine. Oh, and he was in psychiatric hospitals all throughout his life. He's a real uh, Winona Ryder when it comes to A psychiatrist pronounced him an abnormal youth suffering from personal and hereditary problems which limit to a large degree his responsibility for his acts. He was in and out of psychiatric hospitals, in and out of prisons. Sometimes he was able to uh, convince the uh, judge that he was uh, insane, that he needed to go to prison, that he was criminally insane. I've got to go. Sometimes. I am just just loosey-goosey up there. (laughs) If there were actual nuts and bolts in my brain, they'd be falling out of my ears. Uh, I'm sorry. Marcel, did you steal the hinges off the door? Ah, sorry, buddy. They just Okay. Just give him back. We're just going to let you go. One time when he was arrested for theft, uh, he was able, he told the uh, judge that he was mentally ill, but once he got to the hospital, he said that it was a momentary aberration caused by his preoccupation with a new invention, a suction machine designed to relieve constipation. <laughs> A suction machine. Which is just a tube that goes up your fucking ass. I just, he just loved that machine. Oh, God. Just completely obsessed with it. This guy's fucking Can you just imagine what that machine looks like? A suction machine designed. It's just a tube to a vacuum machine connected to an old-timey bike. Which yeah. you guys just run in the <laughs> run as hard as possible. But then he forgot to put the bag on the it back of it and he just gets covered in shit while he bikes. I'm sorry. I've always used this machine for an hour today. I must be on empty. I guess he is. That's sad. <laughs> so, of course, 1915, World War One breaks out. He volunteers for service in 1916 during the Second Battle of Aisne, I think. He was uh, wounded and gassed, which can only further fuck up his brain. Absolutely. Like, sure. Can only further fuck him up. Of course, he well, was... Maybe it's like when you but get hit by a donkey and you go cross-eyed, like get hit by a donkey again, your yeah. eyes go back to straight. I mean, maybe this worked out for him. Uh, well, of course, he was uh, he was sent to a hospital where he was arrested for theft, for stealing army blankets, morphine, uh, wallets, <laughs> photographs, letters. This is what I'm saying. He's not even, because it's not. It's obvious. He's obviously got armloads full of yes. shit just like looking around, yeah. running out of the fucking and, hospital. And what is the point of stealing letters? It's not your mother or father writing you. He's a kleptomaniac. It's just something to steal. Yeah, and so he convinced that judge that he was criminally insane. Uh, So they sent him that movie, The Bling Ring. 
The bling ring? The what? bling ring. About What's those that? fucking chicks who stole all the uh, things from Paris Hilton and whatnot. Everyone thinks they're some of the greatest kleptomaniacs of all time. They got nothing on Marcel. No, they no got... absolutely. And I'm surprised you'd even bring up the bling the ring. The bling yeah. ring. Oh, you got to see it. It's a great movie. No, I will not see it. Oh, I'm going to make you fucking see <laughs> I it. I will never see it. When I fucking treat you like that one dude in Clockwork Orange, make your eyes stay open and duct tape your hands behind Is this your a head. plan of yours? <laughs> no, I haven't thought about this for a while. <laughs> So, of course, he gets, uh, after he gets out of the mental hospital, they send him right back to the front lines. Uh, because, you know, because he volunteered again. He just, like, volunteered. He's like, yeah. I've got to go. It's uh, a, a, the romance of war, huh? I mean, yeah. if you're a notorious pee, uh, pee or if you, if, you, if you constantly piss your trousers, what better place to be in than the front I've lines of World War I? I've got to say to you, yeah. Marcel, my friend, you pee-pee your pants, huh? Enemy no find you. It's <laughs> good. It's still a little bit more like Baboba. Yeah, it's Bebulba. definitely. It's a lot more like episode one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's fine. Yeah, the, the Jewish stereotype. Uh, Interesting. Are we being? Is it, was that anti-Semitic? On I think George not. Lucas is anti-Semitic. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Also racist against Asians. Well, I've heard that the new that? Star Wars yeah. was the new Star Wars was written by a Jew chained up in his shed in the back of his mansion. <laughs> isn't that such? Which is why it isn't very good because people can't work under those conditions. No, they they invent <laughs> characters like Jar Jar Binks. That's not good. So Man, he goes know. back to the front lines, decides he doesn't like it, uh, shoots himself in the foot. Uh, some people say he shot himself. I saw another uh, account in which it said that he uh, injured his foot with a grenade. Grenade. Yeah. <laughs> he so. grenaded himself in the foot? Yeah. He's I mean, nuts. He's nuts. He's fucking, he's fucking crazy. <laughs> Step on a nail, dude. Yeah. He volunteered to go to war twice. Both right. times got himself kicked out of the war, then went back. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now I'm just going to grenade myself at the foot. However, in 1920, he decides, you know what I need to do? I should become a doctor. I agree. Yeah, because it was I, easy back yeah, then. It was easy. Mm-hmm. He went into an accelerated education program for war veterans. He completed medical school in eight months. Eight months. <laughs> eight God months. Damn. Eight months. Yeah, and then he. Uh, this was back in the day when being a doctor was more like being a mechanic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's true. And despite two criminal insanity rulings for past crimes, <laughs> uh, he received his medical degree in December of 1921. Absolutely. And I mean, began you know. his practice at Villeneuve. <laughs> Uh, I apologize in advance to all of our French speakers for my pronunciation of the town names that are coming up. I will not respond. I will not apologize for my accent. <laughs> that's because good. that's how it sounds to me. Well, let me just apologize for Henry Zabrowski's accent <laughs> on behalf of the last podcast on the left. He uh, gained a reputation for dubious medical practices such as supplying narcotics, performing illegal abortions, and of course, theft. He stole money from the town's treasury. He stole the bass drum from a local band. He stole what? a bass drum. Yeah, the bass drum thing was insane. Well, just like, it's just, again, how do you obviously not steal? How do you not be obvious when you're stealing a bass drum? And then also, how bad was the band? Yeah, how bad? <laughs> I mean, I get not that bad. Because I know, think he needed the bass drum. I think he stole things that he didn't like because he also stole a, a stone cross that but, he had deemed an eyesore. But I also feel like there yeah. are times where he like looks at stuff and he's just like, I think he's just kind of guy who like walks around and he's just like, I could play the bass drum. I just need to get a bass drum. And he yeah. sees the bass drum in the street. He's just like, ah, take the bass drum. And he just like takes it. He plays with it for two seconds. It's just like, bass Man. drum sucks. He's hard. He's hard. I mean, I would say, I guess it makes sense that he performed a lot of illegal abortions. He's mm-hmm. certainly good at making things disappear. And he's but just, technically, you know, it's a needed service again. Yeah. Well, I mean, hell, what baby, I mean, what woman would want to be pregnant uh, during a war? Nazi run France. That it's sounds fucking horrible. Yeah. So, and Not the course, worst thing he did. I would say that. 
the illegal abortion. Not the worst. No, no, no. All no, the no. things. I'd I mean, stealing the bass drum. At this drum. point, stealing the bass yeah. drum from that poor fucking band nerd. Yeah. Is a, because that's all he had in this life. Yeah, just that my was his fucking, That was his fucking equalizer in life. Is that yeah. he's like, oh, uh, I could definitely play the bass drum for as long <laughs> as possible. Yeah. Oh, somebody took it out. Oh, hey. well, I guess I'll go back to being secretary of the chess club. Oh, that's so sad. I played bass drum in marching band. That's what I'm saying. Look what it did for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah. if someone stole your bass drum with the height of your learning how to play the bass that drum. That would have made you sad, right, Marcus? It made me extremely sad. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, how am I supposed to be a dork and not get laid without my bass drum? <laughs> well, band, I moved to the kids... Tritoms later on. Oh, okay. But band kids Tritons. get laid all the time. They fuck each other. That's the whole yeah. point. No, it's great. My oh. fr- yeah. I, That's why get... you get into that. First time I fingered a girl was on a band trip. Hell yeah. Yeah, band kids are sexual maniacs. They have what? to be. Yeah, it's band great. kids. Yeah, band Isn't kids. My God, just a whole bunch of fucking mildly attractive teenagers. Everybody's just rubbing on each other. Yeah. yeah. What what, uh, what instrument did the girl play that you fingered? Clarinet. Ah. Uh. Should have gotten a blowjob. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's so, move on. Yeah, of course, <laughs> I mean that seems out of all the instruments, like clarinet. Well, yeah, I would like to get it's a, a woodwind. Yeah, it's a woodwind. If anything, you want to go for the uh, trombone player. Yeah, you want to so, yeah get the girls who really know how to work their lips. Yeah, the one who's playing it wrong by sucking yeah. on it. All right, well, yeah, the, the woodwinds are more about woodwinds are more about breathing control. Just let me know. You know, she sucks so hard she could make that trombone play backwards. <laughs> Holy lord! No, Marcus, you're just farting a whole bunch. <laughs> Hey, yeah, kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. The human truth. Anyway, comes over. back to murder. <laughs> back, back to, to murder. Death. Uh, this guy, he also uh, he spread bogus credentials all around town. He started printing f- slur campaigns against the other doctors in town for yeah. no uh, reason. Comparing himself to they the two won't give you free drugs, so they won't smell like piss. Comparing himself to the two elderly doctors, the flyers read: "Doctor Patois is young." And only a young doctor can keep up to date on the latest methods born of a progress which marches with giant strides. This is why intelligent patients have confidence in him. This Very guy's intriguing. amazing. Yep. He's he a brilliant also, man. He began running advertisements that described him as an entraîne, an entraîne uh, at one mental hospital where he had actually been an entraîne, uh, which means a patient. So oh, that okay. little uh, accent mark on the E really made all the difference in oh, the world. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that was a nice, that was a nice little uh, <laughs> what switcheroo. What does the first one on. mean? Uh, intern. Oh. Yeah, it means an actual, he, the, the first one means he so worked there. So you mean there. to tell me he just erases a fucking uh, an accent mark and yeah. now he's working for the hospital? Absolutely. That's what he did? Yeah. This is the problem with French. This is why <laughs> yeah. like, English is so complicated, so stuff like this can't happen. Yeah, yeah, it was just a little dot that was the difference between him running the goddamn place <laughs> or being locked up in the basement? Yeah. Wow. What a, And people say words don't matter. Uh, that's amazing. Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! 
by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Hey! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply.
When one, one pharmacist complained of the near-fatal dose uh, Petois described for a child, Petois replied, What difference does it make to you anyway? Isn't it better to do away with this kid who's not doing anything in the world but pestering its mother? <laughs> I mean, his Dad? mother's probably like, well, yeah. Yep. His fr- but guy. this is also when people say he killed his first victim. Her name was Louise Delavaux, the daughter of an elderly patient. He had an affair with her in 1926. She disappeared, and neighbors later said they had seen Patois load a trunk into his car, closely resembling another a trunk fished out of the river weeks later, filled with the dismembered, decomposed remains of a young woman who was never identified. Police investigated, hmm. but ruled that Louise was just a runaway. Yeah, yeah. sure, absolutely. Well, that they can't prove it. The it's just a dismembered corpse. Uh, right. They just, I mean, they can't identify. It's not trunk. like they had dental records back then in 1926. Right. Well, no one had teeth. True. Yeah. Well, maybe a little gum record, something like that. Yeah, all the teeth are made out of wood. Why don't you bite into this mud for a second? We're going to figure out how your gums are. Uh, and so it's that same year that he decides he's going into politics. Yeah. This man is just a fucking, he is I the Bo him. Jackson <laughs> he of serial killers. He just, he it's, did it all. It's everything. When he was running, I mean, his political resume on paper is outstanding. It's great. Three times going back to the war. He doesn't mention grenading his foot he's off. to get no, out you of know, it. No. One of the times spe- former doctor, former runner of a, of a mental, mental institution. <laughs> yes. I mean, this well, an man, intern. Not, no, you didn't run you know, the place. Still, but, yeah. I mean, this, this resume, this political resume is through the roof. Yep. When uh, he ran for mayor, he hired an accomplice to disrupt a political debate with his opponent. When Petois finished speaking, his crony cut the power to the auditorium, blacked out the entire village, and started several fires. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Damn. It's sort of like, uh, I know what you did last summer. I heard that's how Barack Obama became senator in Chicago. Isn't that yeah. something <laughs> that is a, <laughs> that's a goddamn fact? Chicago <laughs> politics. Chicago <laughs> politics, yeah. as it used to be. And is it still was? This guy also sort of has an Andy Kaufman type thing going on. Yeah, you kinda. Know, it's really, jokes on us. And you know? he won by a landslide. Oh, he crushed him. Oh yeah, some I could dis- make some comparisons to a recent election we had here in New York City, but I am not doing it because I have <laughs> lost another woman. Bill De Blasio is not like this man. No. Yeah, he, Bill De Blasio was never a fucking doctor. <laughs> Never went to goddamn war. Well, Probably why, stole a bass drum. Uh, all right. <laughs> so. I, I, well, while I mean, some... who hasn't been te- test- tested to at least steal a glockage peel? <laughs> a glockage peel? Yeah, I'd love to steal one of those. Just from him, though. I would just take it from his hands. What's a glockage peel? The bing, bada, ding, dong, 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 dong. I love that. that I totally know what, you, yeah, I know what you're talking about entirely. I really well, do. well, while some despised yeah. Patois as mayor, some called him the best mayor ever. He's amazing. <laughs> and just loved him. Uh, after he went to jail numerous times <laughs> for various frauds while he was mayor, including embezzling town uh, funds, and after he being... He just committed s- every crime. Every crime. And, and he again, was suspended from mayor twice. <laughs> after the second time, he decides, all right, I'm done being mayor. I'm going to run for the general counselor's office. He runs he wins that then he's accused of stealing electricity from the village he stole electricity he, stole he electricity. just stole the power i mean that's a great thing to steal again rob ford he reminds me of yeah. toronto's no. current mayor oh, rob ford God. he he's... reminds me of like mr burns putting up like the blocking oh, the sun yeah. thing 
Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, these guys nuts. And I love crazy. the idea. I don't even know what that looks like to steal power. I just imagine he's in the living room, like fighting just, lightning like, off his fingers. You've never, you've never done that. No, I've definitely you, done that. Where it's just like you, we did it once with an abandoned house in Tallahassee. They left the power still going. You literally just plug shit into the the outlets that are still going on. And you have yeah. him. He's probably standing out in his front lawn. He's got like extension na- cords, just yeah. like running from the other. From it's the like National like, Lampoon's Christmas <laughs> Vacation yeah. when Clark Griswold lights up. His house, so they're like, he's Yeah, like, it is not Christmas. I have made, you know, and he's got all these like lit up reindeer on his front lawn. You just see the electricity meters just spinning. You know? <laughs> yeah, the town goes dark. <laughs> of course, after he lost his seat, he decides, Fuck it, I'm going to Paris and I'm going back to my old career as a doctor. Got it. There do we that. go. Sometimes you got to go back to where you started. And despite, uh, and of course, he had all these untrue credentials, he had posted so many credentials on his uh, front door, the other physicians in town actually checked up on him and they said listen you gotta take that down it's yeah, not it's true it's all fake and You're this, obviously lying is, he must have that, been hilarious and, the yeah, only way for him to have, <laughs> have made it this far is that he must have been the funniest dude on the face of the planet and he was a good looking gentleman uh, to boot yeah. was he? yeah yeah, 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 yeah he was a fairly he was a he was a rough man he, yeah. lo- he looked he had a definitely a rough like rugged look about him bald but still a charmer well you can imagine how hideous <laughs> yeah. all the other monsters were in, in uh, you know Paris and had, uh, had to time uh so and that's the thing is that despite all of this he had a huge clientele yeah. he built a great reputation for himself like i said earlier they, he's just giving people free drugs that yeah. was the whole thing is that he's, oh, yeah. he's funneling drugs yeah. he's doing abortions he's doing all this horrible well thing. he was known as a guy who treated poor families for free he was just known as an all-around great guy uh but then in 1940 the Nazis arrived. Oh, man. Uh, At the same time, he's like, finally, people I can understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so the Nazis arrived, and this is when the real killing begins. Okay. Uh, because well, yeah, now throughout, the the years, throughout the years, he had been linked to many murders. How many people. murders do we suspect him of, uh, com- uh, of having committed at this point? Around At this point, we don't know. I don't know the exact number, how many murders he was convicted or that he was suspected I of. Mean, I suppose if you're like point. a big pro-lifer, I mean, you would argue like say, probably I just 150. Up, I just looked up Marcel Patois. He is not a good-looking man. Let me see. Let me <laughs> see. Let me he see. is a nuts-looking man. He's got... <laughs> I no, he's a good-looking Frenchman. No, he's this not. is the 1930s. We'll, do this. we'll look at it up later. We'll put it on the Facebook yeah. page. Of course, in, ni- in 1940s uh, France, and especially in Paris when the Nazis moved in, there was a, a, a sizable resistance movement within France yeah. But as my Opa often told me, he often reminded me, when a lot of uh, Germans invaded France, they were greeted as liberators as well. Many people. There was that a, is a def- very interesting point of view. It sounds like it's a point of view from somebody that was on the other side of the argument. Yeah, that's not extremely true. There was a. Well, there was not, some not people. True. It was all fascist. The people who welcomed those liberators were fascists and Jew haters. People who thought, of course, were, that were Nazi sympathizers. And there was a lot of Jew hate in France at the time, as we also then see yes. when we did the Holocaust revisionism stuff. A lot of that Holocaust revisionist writing came out of France. Yeah. And a lot of, I think there were somewhere around 13,000 Jews in Paris alone that were shipped off to Auschwitz. Uh, but some of the people who were able to be like kind of Jewy, but were able to uh, pass for the time. What of do course, you mean kind of Jewy? Explain, explain kind of Jewy. Guys who didn't immediately look Jewish. Okay, yes. People yeah. who didn't have the name like Bazagowitz. 
Yeah. Bazagowitz, <laughs> the biggest titted Jew of all time. Trina Bazagowitz. Where the, the term bazongas came from. Isn't that something? Now, I had no idea. They yeah. would say she had to staple two, two sheets together for yeah. a bra. In other words, guys who could pass, but the walls were closing the myth in of, on them. The myth, the myth of, of Sadie Bazunga. Sadie Bazunga, <laughs> later known as Sadie Bazunga. The big tit, the biggest oh, tit woman on The only Jew the Germans loved. I believe Andrea Merkel You could is her play descendant. with her tits for a week and not have seen the nipples. <laughs> uh, so, of course, this is when his real scheme begins. He starts charging people 25,000 francs per person. That's a bunch of money. Yep. He had three accomplices uh, that helped bring victims in, and these three accomplices didn't know that he was killing these people. No. Well, they, they said they didn't know that, yeah, they he, said, that he was killing Yeah, they said they didn't people. know. They were uh, getting paid, so they were yeah. doing whatever. Yeah. yeah, they were getting paid, and as far as they knew, these people were being shipped off to Argentina. Uh, his code name was Dr. Eugene. And the people so like, that they were getting out were Jews, resistance fighters, and ordinary criminals. It said that out. Uh, it said because he would also get their possessions that they were bringing with them. You know, jewelry, bonds, things like that. And of course, the twenty five thousand francs. Right. It was said that, or they estimated that he made two hundred million francs off, off of this operation. I mean, he's a real Bernie Madoff. You know, yeah. this guy and, is yeah. actually. You can compare this guy to modern day people that we know that have actually had power in our own society oh yeah. very you much know, so he's like a bernie madoff you you could he a was, rob ford bernie madoff fucking, yeah career criminal yeah. with just enough fucking charisma to keep getting pushed to the next level keep getting pushed from like place to place no one wants nobody wants to deal with him because he's still kind of funny yeah right <laughs> Well, among his early customers were uh, his criminal criminals were a big part of his clientele because these people were being chased by the Gestapo. Well, that was a part of his explanation after the fact when he finally got caught and they were he was just like, I killed criminals. I killed Nazi sympathizers. And it's like, well, you just. You killed whoever had 25,000 yeah. francs. His right. early customers were three Parisian pimps and three prostitutes. Uh, he brand, Patois later branded all of them as Nazi collaborators. He said that you know these people needed to die. The, uh, another pimp, uh, Joseph Pareschi, he made his dead-end journey with his, uh, with his mistress. At first, before he said, he just dumped the bodies in the river. Right. Yeah. Like, that's what he started off with. And numerous dismembered victims were dragged from the river in all of those mm. years. The remains included nine heads, four thighs, and many other mutilated at pieces. At no point, though, right? Uh, he, at no point there's sexual satisfaction here, right? No, se- His no, motivation not, is all greed. It's all money. It's all money, yeah, right? Th- this is all, well, I mean, we're going to get into that a little bit because they say that it's all money, but some evidence points I mean, that there may be some sadism involved. He's well, done definitely some, some shit. sadism. This is these are just the surface level crimes. He's done so much shit right. that you cannot even imagine what the motives are. Yeah, like this has been forever. It just seems like right. his brain's like a tinker toy. It's just going back and forth, just going like you know, it's like steal, rape, kill, murder. Get money, steal. You know, it's just like that's yeah. all he did. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's extremely impulsive yeah. as well. Which and it helps was... you win a fucking debate in a political setting. It also helps when your buddy cuts the lights out. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yep. In 1941, he bought a house, and that is where he began incinerating the bodies or dissolving them in quicklime. I want to see, by the way, I'm sorry. I just want to see the uh, him just demanding to go first. At the yeah. I will go first. I, might, I, I must, must go first. Why are you so serious about going first? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. No reason. No reason at all. Uh, and so on March 11th, 1944... 
that's when the stench became too much for the neighbors to bear, and there was extreme and, amounts of. I mean, this is again, France this is, is smelly. France <laughs> is smelly. This is also during a wartime. I mean, you can imagine the stench of the area. Death yeah. is all around. Well, this to was, out stink that stink. It had to be pretty smelly. Th- there was complete peace in France at this time. The okay. French had uh, surrendered to the Nazis four years earlier. Okay, so yeah, this so they're there's, just hanging. Yeah, they're they're just hanging out at this time, <clears throat> uh, and of course there was sm- there was smoke billowing from the house. They sent firefighters in to figure out what was going on. Uh, they soon came back out. The chief told uh, the cops, you got some work ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, the officers went, went downstairs where a coal-fed stove was found burning full blast, a human arm dangling from its open door. Not even carefully put in there. Yeah, no. you got to get that arm in there. Nearby, a heap of coal was mixed with human bodies and fragments of several dismembered bodies. In Patois's garage, people found a large heap of quicklime mixed with human remains, Jeez. including a recognizable scalp and jawbone. A pit had been dug in the stable filled with more quicklime and corpses in various stages of decomposition. On the staircase leading from the courtyard to the basement, police found a canvas sack containing the headless left half of a corpse, complete butts, but for its foot and vital organs. Police cataloged 33 pounds of charred bones, 24 pounds of unburned fragments, 11 pounds of human hair, including more than 10 whole scalps, three garbage cans full of pieces too small to identify. Based on the substantial pieces, Paul said the oldest victim was a 50-year-old man, the youngest a 25-year-old woman. Examining the death house. Does anyone else get the feeling um, that this is what the movie The Burbs is based yeah, on, on yeah. with yeah. Tom Hanks. I mean, I want to see the name. I think the Burbs probably represents the neighbor's perspective yeah. of Mr. Marcel yeah. fairly perfectly. Honey, I think he's burning bodies. No, yeah. in his perspective, it's like he's the aviator. You know, like he's running around. He's a genius. Police noted basement sinks large enough for draining corpses of blood. And this last detail is why I think that there's a for- some form of extreme sadism involved in this, at least with some of his victims. They found a soundproof octagonal chamber with wall-mounted shackles yep. and a peephole centered in its door. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, that would Absolutely. be it. That is that yeah. is that right there. When you have a whole room developed to it, you know, it's like it's mm-hmm. like having you know, like this is my comic book room. So right. Like, oh, you almost <laughs> like comic books. You Wine cellars—that's yeah. something that often people have in the basement. When you're of an enthusiast house. of something, right? Cigars, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Or just shackles on the wall. So at 1:30 a.m., a telegram finally arrived from Paris Police Headquarters. It read: "Order from German authorities. Arrest Patois, dangerous lunatic." <laughs> from the Germans. Yeah. From the Germans. Like, Four years previous, the they were worshiping Hitler. Yeah. 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 Mayor, doctor, dangerous lunatic. Yeah. Go get him. Nah, I've done uh, it all. Jo- yeah. Don't laugh at him. And he's hilarious. I mean, when you're going to talk to him, he's going to say some jokes. He's going to be very charming. But just, just get him. Just and he just steals him. the detective's badge. He's like, now I am the detective. <laughs> Isn't that how this works? Here's the interesting thing about it, and I think the ironic, very ironic thing about it is that this guy was killing Frenchmen wholesale. He was not killing German co- collaborators. Mm-hmm. He was not killing no. any sort of Nazis. But because the German Gestapo was uh, searching for this guy... He became a hero immediately. Yeah, French patriots said, like, all right, then this guy must be killing Jews, especially when they found out that the Gestapo had tortured and imprisoned this guy from May 1943 to January 1944. So these people thought automatically, all right, this guy is a hero. He is killing collaborators. He is killing Nazis. We're not going to put a whole lot of effort into searching for this guy. Yeah, so the so French he thought went, he was killing Nazis. But then he, jo- yeah. he joined up with them. 
Yeah, he joined up with him. Yeah. yeah, he hid with some friends. He uh, grew his beard out, and he joined a uh, like one of the resistance groups. Isn't that something? Very similar career arc to Cat Stevens. But also, honest, no, it's, um, to be honest, it is exactly the career thing as Ted Bundy. This it, guy well, is it, fucking Ted. This yeah, it's very, he's the French Bundy. Ted Bundy, yeah. except he's a lot similar. better. He is much, much better. Ted Bundy never actually uh, uh, succeeded at anything. No. No. No, no, no. And like, I mean, you know. What was the know. name? He changed. This guy changed his name multiple times as well. What was it? Yeah, Henry the last one was Henry. Um, Henry Lettier. Like, like Lettier, yeah. yeah. Yeah, There's and no proof of this uh, name change. You could just back in the day, you could just say you could this, say this whatever is my you want. name, yeah. and people would just yeah. The burden you. of the truth was on you. Yeah, was you just be in the room saying your name? <laughs> and yeah, and finally, after some of the resistance fighters tried, they started to catch what was going on with Petrois. Because well, yeah, as because far he's as... probably being freaky, hanging out with the friends of Occupation movie. He's just like, ah, let me check your teeth. I'm a dentist. He's like, I don't think he's a dentist because half his teeth are gone. <laughs> <laughs> so after uh, this, this is after like it. It kind of goes through two eras because after he joins the resistance fighters, that's when the resistance starts winning against the Nazis, and the collaboration as the Vichy government starts to collapse. Uh, so after that, the newspaper Resistance they uh, publish an article about Patois saying, "Like, listen, this guy is not who he says he that's is." That's right. Yeah, they he uncover is, it. Yeah, they uncover it. They, they say he's not who he says he is. He's actually a murderer. We need to find this guy. And Patois sends a letter to his lawyer who. Uh, represented him in one of the narcotics cases and he said this is filth he called them quote filthy kraut lies and then, yeah and then, uh but and <laughs> since the uh, police were in contact with the lawyer they're like all right this guy's still in paris we've got to find him and october 31st on halloween he was recognized at a paris metro station and arrested they Even found he was dressed as a hot dog yeah. <laughs> isn't that sad just trying to get a nice job uh, among his possessions were a pistol 31,000 francs and 50 sets of identity documents. He and was that's so the rich. Problem. All know? the identification. It's, it's having yeah. all the different IDs is always a problem. Yeah. And so at the trial, the trial begins, and he tells his defense is that, of course, he's completely innocent. All of these people are uh, collaborators, but he said that he first became aware of the corpses in February 1944 after he was released from Nazi custody. He said that he just assumed that the dead people were all collaborators that were killed and dumped by members of his network, yeah, it's like the now resistance you're just, network. Yeah, sure thing, Marcel. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say, you know... Your cum's all over everything, but uh, <laughs> we're all going to say that uh, you're a liar. Yes. And he wa- there was some truth to his claims that he was part of the resistance. Uh, he provided false medical certificates to Frenchmen who were drafted into slave labor. Yeah, that's how you mix it all up. Yeah. You, mix, you mix it. You but, do some legit stuff and some bad stuff. Yeah, but he also claimed that he developed secret weapons that killed Germans without leaving forensic evidence. Ooh, that's uh, cool. That he planted booby traps all over Paris, had high-level meetings Which with Which are really just commanders. boobies, severed yeah. boobies and Attached to strings, and when you'd open door, the boobies would just swing and hit you in the face. <laughs> and everyone would laugh and laugh. The original booby trap. This oh. is the first time that the boobies motorboats you. Yes. Uh, he, of course, taunted the prosecuting lawyers. He claimed that many of the victims had been collaborators or double agents. He noted that one victim, quote, was easy to spot as a collaborator. He had a head like a pimp. You know, like a like a police inspector. Oh. What's a pimp head look what like? What does a pimp head look what is like? A pimp head? Sure. It's got a big furry hat on it. I guess so. Yeah. 
Ooh, we got to go. We have to go to one of uh, those pimp awards uh, at some point in our lives. Oh yeah, that would be we, that we would be great. Yeah, that anyway. we would fit in there. Oh, oh they're gonna yeah. love us. They love. We'll us. host it. They love us. Love us. <laughs> anyway, he claimed that a lot of the people who were vanished were alive and well in South America, but because they're insane, he said they said, "Well, can't you get a hold of these people?" He said, "You know, South America is a big place. <laughs> it is a big place, though. It is." And he admitted to killing nineteen of the twenty-seven victims found in his house. He claimed, of course, that they were Germans and collaborators. Uh, part of the total of sixty-three enemies another comparison, killed. Another comparison to fucking Bundy. Yeah, just doing everything, laying all in line in the courtroom, like he's just doing it all. Yeah. Yeah, was he, he said his that he, own lawyer, or he had a lawyer? He had a lawyer, but he but seemed to be talking quite a bit. In he court. talked a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he had he s- admit he said that there were sixty three enemies that were killed. The other forty four that he killed were not identified. Uh, he told the court, "I don't have to justify justify myself for murders. I'm not accused of committing." Well, <laughs> it is interesting though, because I mean, obviously, it was like you know, World War One, World War Two. There was nothing but death all around. I mean, I can see how this could sort of take a toll on the human psyche, and he probably sort of normalizes it in a way. Oh, right? absolutely. I mean, he, he, he definitely did not death. kill the most amount of people in this what twelve, fourteen, thirteen year old, thirteen year span. Yeah, like there's a there's a German soldier getting like or a, a U.S. soldier getting like honored at some ceremony for killing 150. Absolutely. There was a, a Finnish guy that I think killed somewhere around six or seven hundred. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. By himself. Yeah, and how many fucking Nazis got awards just for pulling the fucking crank on the the gas chamber going in there? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, far too many, but a bunch. Yeah, Yeah. like a bunch of them got awards there. I mean, like, I'm not saying that, you know, you probably had to smelt a bunch of stuff you found in your grandfather's closet. But I'm just saying. You know, I mean, we could just not say those things or we could keep them. You know, you could keep saying those. No, my grandfather cleaned his clothes. This guy, (laughs) this guy, and he had supporters and sympathizers until the very end. His lawyer's summation, hailing Patois as a hero of the resistance, won a standing ovation from the courtroom audience. Amazing. There were so many people that believe, completely believe this guy's entire story. This guy's fucking Michael Jordan. He He is. is. He's he's amazing. However, the judges and the jurors held a very different view after deliberating for (laughs) only three hours. That (laughs) is a mere 90 seconds for each of the 135 Larry, how many times do you think he lied to us? And it's like, let's just, I want to say 93% of the words out of his mouth. <laughs> the conjunctions were, were not lies, but that's just because they were making sentences. Yeah. He was found guilty of 26 <laughs> premeditated murders. Uh, on the day that he was set to die by, die by guillotine, the guillotine malfunctioned in the morning. And his execution was postponed uh, by, by 3.30 a.m. A portable guillotine was delivered to the prison, assembled and ready to do its grim work by less than an hour later. Somebody lost a job. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you he just sent in the same job. assistant to go like, to, like fucking sabotage the first one. How does a guillotine <laughs> malfunction? It just drops, right? Oh, my right? God. There's, like, there's a... Oh, there's a Jawbone just stuck in the mechanism. Isn't that something? <laughs> Harold, did it's you not clean the guillotine? <laughs> I'm, that so, I'm sorry, you know. And it's like, yeah, Bertois fucking Igor is like standing inside going like, yes, I did as you commanded. <laughs> well, it doesn't seem like you did. <laughs> All right, well. And of course, when it came time to approach the guillotine, one of the witnesses noted that Patois, quote, moved with ease as though he were walking into his office for a routine appointment. Before he was strapped to the guillotine sliding table, Patois warned the adver- observers, Gentlemen, I ask you not to look. This will not be pretty. The blade dropped at 5.05 a.m. 
And according to witnesses, Pichois was smiling as his head tumbled into the basket. Cool! Like a real Frenchman. This guy! This, this guy. Is goof. I would say the guillotine is one of the most comfortable ways to die. I think it's... No, it's not! I, still, no. I think I, it's I better have, than I the have gas done, chamber. I've done some uh, research on uh, oh, the guillotine. Oh, really, Marcus? Yeah, I wonder why, though. But oh, no, I it's fine. research? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I'm a I'm a curious boy. We're all curious boys okay. over here. So explain to me why? Because in my personal opinion, I'm just going to say this: if I had to be electrocuted or in the gas chamber, I would take the guillotine any day. Or hanging, I would rather have the guillotine. There are some theories that the human brain is still conscious and working for up to six minutes after. I'm getting those extra uh, minutes. That's yeah. the whole thing. One of the there was a, I read this account <laughs> of a doctor who said that you know he was given yeah. permission to experiment on the head immediately after. After the uh, this, after the yeah. guillotine, hey, how you doing? How you doing, buddy? Hey, no, hey, hey, give that's me candy bar. Exactly what he did. He put the head on a table, and the he said the guy's eyes like fucking were reanimator, like exactly ah! like reanimator. He said the guy's eyes were still moving, and when he shattered his name, he said that he like the eyes opened larger. That there was still some recognition ah! in left in this guy's like brain it. for like up to it. six minutes afterwards. Yeah, uh, it's this six way, more yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Dream some it. sick dude just grabbing it, and just being like, "Fucking suck my dick, suck my so, dick," just taking the head, just like, "Suck, yeah, yeah." And now I gotta say, his lips work for a solid six minutes right after he died, and that's all I'm feeding me. him a hoagie and stuff to watch yeah. it just like fall down. That's <laughs> oh look, fun. he loves the ice cream. He loves ice cream. What's the character from uh, Futurama that's just a head? Uh, there's a, a bunch, a of them. bunch of them. Yeah, but all the everyone Nick's past is a head. Yeah, yeah, Nixon. Nixon's yeah. the biggest one. But, yeah, so it's a possibility then. It's Definitely yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it definitely happened yeah. in cartoon. It could yeah, definitely just, happen in life. <laughs> I mean, it's six minutes. Six minutes of the human brain still I mean, works. Of course, it could be complete and total bullshit. You know, it might the be. The brain's doing something. The brain's doing something until the oxygen. Can it be president? <laughs> <laughs> you get it in a machine. Mm, yeah. Until the oxygen runs out of the brain, uh, the brain is still functioning. Again, I still like it. I like, <laughs> I like it better. I'd see it. I'd see a live leak video of it. Yeah. yeah. That's for certain. Because yeah. when you get the lethal injection, your body, uh, you know, although you're paralyzed, you're still feeling and you have a full brain function for yeah. the vast majority of the entire, like, 10-minute process. Yeah. Really? And they say you are... Oh, yeah, it's awful. It's awful. And they say you are still feeling a fair amount of pain. Yeah. A lot God of pain. Help us. Well... This has been fun. This well, last bit was kill great. anybody, you yeah. know? And then you yeah. don't have to worry about lethal injection. Well, this is this is great. This I is awesome. A lot. So yes, so it's uh, it's Mr. Cummins. Yep, Mr. Cummins and Mr. Petois. Now, Petois. just knowing, like Mr. Petois, if you feel like it's exactly, you know what? Be like Petois. It's like have be like Mike. His- Go out there if you really feel like you can't yeah. make it. You there is a there is a pee pants lunatic who was a doctor, a soldier, a mayor, and a murderer, <laughs> and a resistance fighter. Yep. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Not just that. Don't do that. No, don't no, do that. that. Don't do that. Saying, don't do like what he did. You could learn a new skill. Yeah, let, yeah. We're just saying that you know if if this guy can you know live a full and healthy life. He also had a wife and a child. He did lots of shit. He was a father and a loving husband. Yeah. Look at this. Isn't that nice? Yeah. I mean, he was definitely a loud father, a loud husband. I imagine. Sure. Grabby father, grabby husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's French love, then that's French love. Boy, that's passion. Yeah. It is passion. So c'est la vie. All right. Goodbye. A couple of wartime killers. Well, I guess we'll hey, say... Time. I, I did get asked, uh, in a, uh, we got asked on Facebook, what does Magustalations mean, or Twitter, and I, I, don't, know, I don't know, but we just no. say Magustalations. Uh, Magustalations. That's good. That was a good one. Eh, yeah. bread and cheese. I mean, I think, <laughs> I, I think it, it, it's, some, it's a form of... Uh, 
Uh, I like and congratulations. Isn't that sure? Yeah. Thing? So I like congratulations. I That's... like congratulations. <laughs> well, we're not going to stick with that one. Hail me all. All right. Hail uh, yourselves, everybody. Get Barry. Thanks so much for everyone who came out to the live show. Oh, Please yeah. keep coming to the live show. It was so time. much fun. We have. We really do have a legitimate group of attractive. Wonderful oh, yeah. fans. We got some sexy. Everyone had two arms, two legs, two. Arms. Everyone's out there having fun. Yeah, but if you don't people. have two, arms I want to see the last podcast in live. That's the place where, if you want a date, that's the place where you should come. Yeah, come to it because you're gonna like-minded people. We got into a lovely, morbid conversation. Yeah. after the show that I could only have with people that I know are into it. Mm-hmm. I know it. It's oh, very nice. Absolutely. And, uh, maybe, next- you, maybe you have a date, but maybe your date brings a friend. You know, and maybe she's real hot. Hmm. Something like that. Maybe I'm on stage making, telling jokes. She gets all this turned is desperate. On. This, this is desperate. That's real, good. This that's is real desperate. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, there, there, there it is. You're a real patois now. So, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Our next live show is on uh, December 28th at 10 p.m., so be sure to come on out for that one. It's going to be another wonderful Christmas. one. Christmas. Christmas time. Fuck you, yeah. Jesus. All right. Hey, I'll right. everyone. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. For 25 years. Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers.